your theater fix in a graveyard. Oh yeah, this is a Making a Musical podcast headlines edition. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. Let's get to it. I'm just jumping into fall today with this podcast. I have two spooky stories for you. I'm going to start with the best one because it's mine. Hanukkah Hunting is out now. Get it on Apple Books, Google Play, many other platforms. It will be on Audible in October. I am so excited. We have some big Broadway names. We have some big voiceover names. It's coming to you from the team that brought you Good Morning New York. I wrote it with additional material by Barrett Letty and also Jackson Bell, who wrote the music for Good Morning New York. He came on and composed the music for Hanukkah Haunting, so you can get your Broadway fix from the comfort of your own home and your own ear. It's about a Jewish family that gets haunted by ghosts over Hanukkah. It both has that Halloween feel and that Hanukkah feel, so you can listen to it all fall and winter long and just enjoy the ride, and I guarantee you, you are not going to predict this ending. So when you listen to it, tell me your thoughts on my Instagram page. Just DM me at Jacqueline Thrapp. I would love to know. And if you like it, and I really hope you do because I adore it, then give us five stars wherever you listen to it. I want to get this out there. And we are so excited to be launching this. Now let's go to another spooky story. If you're in the New York City area, then check out this graveyard. There's a walking tour with a theatrical twist happening in Brooklyn. It's called Karen's. New Yorkers can put on your headphones, press play, and stroll through Brooklyn's Greenwood Cemetery. The story, commissioned by Here Art Center, has the great comets, Gesley Bell, sharing stories about people who are buried there. It's perfect for Halloween and fall. There are eight tracks for just seven bucks. I put a link in the summary section of this podcast. Now let's go to some Dear Evan Hansen news, shall we? We all know the movie's coming. Ben Platt reprising his Tony winning performing role. And now we're learning there's going to be another star alongside him. So who is it going to be? Well, we already have Amy Adams, Danny Pino, Amanda Steenberg, and now Julianne Moore is joining the ticket. Guys, I think they're going for an Oscar with this. Elite Daily reporting that filming will be done by the end of this year, which I didn't know, especially because right now we're in fall. So I, I, I'm curious to learn more about filming because that's something that I certainly want to follow. But after that, they say that it's expected to be out by the end of next year, which is Oscar season, baby. Let's close with this. The Tony-eligible shows have been announced. I call it the kitty table because a lot of the heavy hitters didn't even open yet. So here are the eligible shows and the ones that are not. Best musical. We have Moulin Rouge the musical opened in July of last year. The Lightning Thief opened October. Tina the Tina Turner musical opened in November. Jagged Little Pill opened in December. So all of these shows opened last year. And the new musicals that were scheduled to open that didn't before the February 19th uh, deadline were Girl from the North Country, Six, Diana, Miss Doubtfire, or Mrs. Doubtfire, Flying Over Sunset, and Sing Street. So just by listing that, I mean, oh my, wait, 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 let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six. So (laughs) six, there are more musicals that didn't open on Broadway than the ones that did. Okay, or at least in the best musical category. Who do I think is going to win? Uh... 
It's a toss-up between Moulin Rouge and Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill always gets a standing ovation right before intermission, which is rare. Uh, but I still think Moulin Rouge is better. So I'm going to say my money's on Moulin Rouge. I'm also biased because that's... Uh, I saw the movie, and I watched the movie again and again and again and again and again when I was a kid in Denver, so Moulin Rouge is my bay. Best play, though. We got a lot of contenders for best play. Best play, we have Seawall of Life. That opened in August with Jake Gyllenhaal. That was crazy good because I've never seen anything like it. They basically have two actors separately. The first act is one actor giving a 60-minute long monologue on a near-empty set. Then intermission, and then, of course, Jake Gyllenhaal, here it comes. He then does a 60-minute monologue on an empty set. Like, I couldn't believe that I saw that. It was, it was, I can't believe anyone can memorize that and then perform it every single night. It was off-Broadway first at the Public Theater, and now, guys, you can listen to that on Audible after you listen to Hanukkah Haunting, which will be on Audible in October, but we're on Apple Books now, so enjoy. Next up, Hide of the Storm, that opened in September, The Great Society, that opened in October, Slave Play, September, and Linda Vista, October, The Sound Inside, October, The Inheritance, November 17th, another theme. They also did not have a big set. I, not, I, I would argue it wasn't even a set. That and See Wall of Life. You have the very basics, like you have the wall, and then you have like a platform for people to stand. But besides that, like both Seawall of Life and The Inheritance did not have, I don't think, I mean they had a set obviously, but they didn't have detailed big sets. It was the basic, so basic. Um, I think The Inheritance is going to win, 100%. It, it was hard to get through and quite emotional. The Inheritance is very well done. Uh, a Christmas Carol opened November 20th. My name is Lucy Barton. Grand Horizons in January 23rd. So the plays that were scheduled to open that didn't are The Minutes, Hangman, the Lehman Trilogy, and Birthday Candles. Now, The Minutes and Hangman, those would have been really big contenders for the Tony. Uh, now they're not currently happening this year. So, yeah, I would still go with The Inheritance. The, Inher the Inheritance, I think, was going to be nominated either way. See, while well, a life, uh, it'll be between those two. Could be Grand Horizons if it just comes up and wins. Next up, Best Revival of a Musical. Big shocker, there's nothing. Yes, dramatic pause. Nothing will be nominated for Tony this year because nothing opened. <laughs> it's crazy. What was supposed to open was West Side Story Company and Carolina Change, but none of them opened before the deadline. I was actually reached out to invest in one of these, which I missed the email for. Oh, I wish I saw the email because um, that would have been something worth investing in because it would have been a top contender out of those three. I'm not going to say which one, but that was great. Best revival of a play, we have Frankie Johnny and the Claire de Lune. That opened in May last year. May last year. Woo. Betrayal, September 5th, Rose Tattoo, October, A Soldier's Play, January. The ones that didn't open uh, before the deadline were, were Who Was Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Plaza Suite, American Buffalo, How I Learned to Drive, Take Me Out. I mean, oh my gosh. The thing with these uh, revivals of a play, I actually really think there were a lot of options. Um, in a regular season, I think it would have gone, I think the nominees would have been Betrayal, Rose Tattoo, Soldier's Play, Plaza Suite, and How I Learned to Drive. 
I think in now, what we're looking at for this season, it's between Betrayal, Rose Tattoo, A Soldier's Play, Frankie, Johnny, and the Clear de Lune. I think that three are going to be nominated. Betrayal, Rose Tattoo, Soldier's Play. I think that A Soldier's Play is going to take it. So that's what we have for the Making a Musical podcast headline edition today. I hope you enjoyed it. Safe travels if you're out there on Labor Day. And reminder, if you're taking photos with groups and then posting those photos, you look really stupid because we're in a pandemic. So if you do go out in groups, which I advise against, but if you do, don't share it because your boss is going to see it and then um, they won't let you go into work for a bit. Uh, whatever. You are doing whatever you want. I'm just saying I see stuff online and that's my little rant on that. Have a good holiday weekend and I'll see you next time.